0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 69 of the Loyrad Media Podcast, the podcast about free speech, the news of the day, politics, culture, ideas, or wherever the conversation will take me. I'm your host, Jack Daryl, flying solo today. And before we discuss the changes that have gone through the parliament today in regards to JobKeeper and Job Seeker. I just want to remind you that if you're watching along on YouTube to subscribe and hit the notification bell to know when new episodes go live. And of course, you can like, follow, and subscribe us on all good podcast services. Let's jump in now. And I'm going to just scroll to the new slide if you're watching on YouTube. It was really difficult to say categorically that the JobKeeper and job seeker rates Uh, when they were passed back in March were the right amounts because, quite frankly, we did not know what we were fully walking into when all of this started back in March. It was really a a fool's errand to say, categorically, this is 100% the path that things were going to go down. And so there was almost a one-size-fits-all type uh, approach that was taken by the government because they wanted to get... This legislation passed as soon as possible because they wanted people ultimately to stay in in work and basically be able to pay their bills. So there was sort of a, as I said, a one size fits all. The job keeper rate, which was paid to employers, was fifteen hundred dollars a fortnight. It was paid monthly and. Basically, it was designed that if you qualified for JobKeeper, basically, if we're going to simplify it down, an employer had to prove that their income had gone down by 30% compared to the year before. So if, uh, you know, March 2020 compared to March 2019 or April and so on and so forth. This amount would be paid to each employee but would be paid to the employer and then they would sort of pass it on if an employee earned more than the fifteen hundred dollars a fortnight it would just be sort of almost paid towards that figure it was also required that if an employee was on JobKeeper, that they were not allowed to be fired basically unless the uh business itself went out of business um But the biggest problem with that was part-time workers were earning the same as full-time workers. And in some cases, under this proposal, people were actually getting a pay increase during this time. Now, a lot of people lost work. And so, understandably, they were paid unemployment benefits. And the amount was actually double. The normal amount, which was previously called New Start, at around five hundred and fifty dollars a fortnight, it jumped to about eleven hundred. I think it was slightly higher. I've simplified it in the graph if you're watching along on YouTube. And ultimately, this figure was quite high for unemployment, and that was due to the fact that there are a lot of people that were going to lose their jobs, really due to no fault of their own, uh, basically because the government said. Businesses or certain businesses have to close during this time. Places like bars, uh, a lot of the service industry jobs, uh, places like gyms as well. They were the uh, probably, I would say, the big areas of uh, employment that uh, all of a sudden, uh, I mean, especially here in Victoria where I am now, a lot of those places will not be opening to uh, any sort of uh, full capacity at least for the rest of the year. But when this legislation initially passed, because, again, we did not know what we were walking into, there was a, a belief that this could all be said and done six months from now. And so it was passed as almost a short-term measure that by the end of September, these JobKeeper and job seeker payments will come to an end and slowly but surely people will go back to the workforce and we can all look back on this as a bad dream so to speak but now it is seen that this is going to go a lot longer than uh, we first anticipated we have the second wave uh, going on here in Victoria as you at time of recording we're still under uh, 8 p.m. curfews and the stage 4 lockdowns and now the next 6 months of this sort of payment scheme has passed uh, Parliament. And as uh, you can see on YouTube, or if you're listening along, I will uh, read it out to you now. We'll start with the unemployment payments because my personal view is, understandably, the Job Seeker payment was high at $1,100 a fortnight, ultimately for, really, if you're going to make the argument of free money in the sense that you aren't working, um, was high, but a lot of people lost their jobs due to no fault of their own. But now we're coming to the point, especially for the majority of the country, Victoria might be the exception here, um, but a lot of people are now back into the workforce. And I think we need to lower this rate because people need the incentive to get back out there. And so that has started and this will drop to $800 a fortnight on September the 28th and on January 1st or early January. They haven't 100% said January 1st, but early January. So I'm assuming whatever the first week that January uh, the payments go, so probably 2nd or 3rd or 4th of January, um, it will continue at 800 a fortnight. But we are expecting that that could fall. Um especially after March 28th, it will likely drop back to that $550 rate, especially, but it could fall. There are still possibilities that it could drop to $650 a fortnight. Um, I, It's so hard to say um, because as we're going to discuss part-time work right now, if you're working part-time, you can actually be earning less than if you're unemployed. And, I think that's why they might reduce JobSeeker even further. What they have added, as I've just alluded to there, is a part-time rate for JobKeeper. Uh, Previously, if you were working 20 hours or less a a fortnight, sorry, you were earning that $1,500 a fortnight payment. That will now drop to $750 a fortnight as of the 28th of September and will drop further to $650 as of early January, January 1st, for the first three months of 2021. I see that as a fairer move, as especially the majority of the country is moving back to normal. Um, You know, Australia is not going to be opening up to the rest of the world, at least till the middle of next year, probably later. So I think it's reasonable that a lot of part-time work is going to be... uh, a part of everyday life for many Australians, especially those that have lost their work. A lot of people are going to sort of take whatever they can to get the ball rolling again. Um, I, I do like this. Um, having a difference between full-time and part-time work, I think is important here, especially under JobKeeper, because ultimately we can't pay for this forever. Um, but the main JobKeeper rate was $1,500 a fortnight. That will be dropping to 1200 as of September 28th and will drop to $1,000 a fortnight as of January 1st, 2021. This is the one uh, category that I think will stay or possibly stay. It could reduce further at the end of March. However, I think it will stay... Um, probably, maybe even drop to seven hundred and fifty dollars at the end of March, because there has been such a hit to the economy. Any uh, job that can stay, I think, they're going to really fight for the government. Um, I think after March, we are going to see a drop of job seeker right back to that five hundred and fifty dollar uh, payment. So, if you are unemployed now, there is a genuine incentive especially at the end of September, once it drops to 800 a fortnight to go out and get some work now. Um, In Victoria, that might be a challenge. We don't fully know what the state is going to look like at the end of September. However, if you're in other parts of the country, you really should be looking for work now. Um, If you might have to look for it in a different sector, but you know, you, you've definitely been forewarned because even though this legislation has passed today, it has been floated for at least a month now. The part-time rate I do find odd here. As I said, um, as of the end of September, September twenty-eighth, it's seven hundred and fifty dollars a fortnight. But under the job seeker, so technically, if you're unemployed, you actually earn eight hundred a fortnight. So there is a weird incentive to not work and be unemployed. Um, and that will continue into early next year with the, the gap actually get being larger of $150 a fortnight difference. Um, that, I think, is questionable, but I do understand a lot of people that were on full-time work earning more than the initial $1,100 a fortnight have lost their jobs. So I think they really want to keep... Um, people being able to pay things like rent and mortgage repayments because there was another scheme that was uh, passed back in March which essentially gave people the ability to pay half their rent and half their mortgage or just put off their mortgage repayments for six months and that will be coming to an end at the end of September. There is a 0% chance of especially the mortgage uh, repayments that sort of extending beyond September in anywhere other than Victoria, there is, I would say, a very small chance banks might in Victoria, considering uh, the state that the uh, that Victoria is in. Because quite frankly, uh, it's going to be quite a while, I think, before the economy of Victoria really recovers from what, at a time of recording, we're eight weeks into this lockdown. We still know there's two weeks left of this stage four they will be going back to stage three after that for at least the end of September. And that is if they don't extend stage four. So this is a bit of a, a mad ramble on the new JobKeeper and job seeker payments. Overall, I'm pretty happy with the general idea of separating uh, part-time and full-time work for JobKeeper. I agree with the lowering of the job seeker payments because we need to incentivize people to go out and find work. Um, There was that one-size-fits-all of $1,100 a fortnight, but ultimately that figure is too high. Uh, We're seeing a lot of uh, work, especially if um, they're full-time jobs at minimum wage. A lot of people were not even willing to apply for that because ultimately you'd be earning, let's say, uh, about $1,400 a fortnight. But if you look at it as I can work zero hours and get paid $1,100 or I can work 76 hours over two weeks and get three or $400 more, it really works out that you're only earning maybe $5 an hour for working when you consider what you could be uh, earning when you're not working at all, which is ultimately had to be addressed. And it's good to see that this is happening. It's going to take a long time to recover. The one thing I will also uh, mention is if you are saving for some big item, I recommend holding off just because there is a very big possibility that the economy is going to take a hit once those changes start to come into effect, especially October, November. There could be a bit of a delay because all of a sudden people are going to find it a little tougher the um and they' are definitely going to find it tougher financially so there might be uh, a reason just to save a bit of money if you're able to if you're in a position to and uh yeah that, that's just a bit of a warning from me because I do think that the banks the banks can't uh, put off uh, interest repayments forever and they understand that this is a serious, uh, time, but ultimately, you know, they, they, they are a business and they're going to want to make their money. So just a bit of a heads up, but I want to thank you very much for listening or watching along. Have yourselves a fantastic day. We'll see you later.